what's up, everyone? Thanks for joining me on Real Talk NFT. I'm your host, Brian. You know my amazing co-host, Joe. And we have a really special guest here today, Koji from Parallel. Parallel is a free-to-play digital trading card game where players build these unique decks to battle with. Um, they're a top NFT company, Web3 company in the space. Really happy to have Koji on. Uh, Koji, what's up? How are you doing today, man? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. I'm uh, excited to be here. Yeah. Hey, we're excited to be have you here as well. Um, as you know, we were kind of talking before the show. I'm a big fan of Parallel. Um, I actually reached out to you personally. I was like, hey, I need to get you on the podcast. Uh, I was involved personally with your first pack drops, kind of been growing with the community, uh, checking out the beta testing. But give me a little bit of uh, kind of a two-part question here, just a little bit about your background and your role at Parallel. And then in addition, just give us like a, you know, a summary of what Parallel is and give our audience a little sneak peek. Sure. So um, I'll start with what Parallel is, and then I'll, I'll, I'll go into my background. But basically, um, it's me and, and a bunch of my buddies in COVID uh, in the early days when everyone was watching uh, Tiger King and uh, <laughs> playing, um, I don't know, Jackbox games or whatever they were doing. Um, we decided to play games like Apex and Call of Duty and, and those types of things to keep in touch with one another. You know, you get on mic, you're playing team games, you're talking to each other. Oh, how's the kids? Well, well we didn't have kids back then. We do now. But, you know, how's the family? That type of stuff um, while you're playing the game. And we're all technologists um, in some capacity. You know, we've, we've built apps, worked in tech, whatever. And part of the way through that journey, because, you know, again, in early COVID, there was probably a lot more free time. People didn't know what to do with themselves. We're like, you know, we should try and make a game. And around that same time, another friend of ours, uh, his other contemporaries in the art scene were seeing um, some success selling NFTs. And this is like pre-people, pre, you know, massive auction, you know, all that stuff. And he came to us and he's like, you guys know tech. You know, I'm thinking about doing this how should I go about it? And uh, our CEO and a good friend of mine uh, had the foresight to say like, wait, 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 don't do that. Let's figure out a way to like smash these two things together. And so, um, you know, Parallel was kind of born from that. We decided, uh, or I guess I decided because I'm the game designer, uh, that we wanted to make a card game. Um, mainly because that's like my favorite style of game. I grew up playing Magic and Hearthstone and Yu-Gi-Oh! and a bunch of games that no one's ever heard of anymore. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know, I always, and I, I, I predominantly in my free time wanted to make board games. So like card games are a logical extension. And then the idea of selling, trading, buying is like ingrained in the card gamer outside of NFTs, outside of any of that stuff, like card stores, uh, for magic and Yu-Gi-Oh and all that stuff have existed for as long as those games have existed. So it just was to me, it seemed like a logical extension. So we kind of started knocking our heads together and figuring out how we were going to do this. And, and parallel was born and my personal background, you know, I've worked in tech, uh, mainly in uh, legal tech. Uh, my last job before this, I was doing, I was creating software for family lawyers, doing asset divisions and, um, uh, alimony payments, like a bunch of like heavy math stuff, which, mm -hmm. you know, doesn't seem like a straight line. But like when you look at card games, a lot of it is just math. I mean, it's like math plus fun equals card game, hopefully, you know, <laughs> if you're doing it right. So. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, but I've always kind of worked in in uh, in board games, like I said, like in my free time. And so when this opportunity presented itself, we decided to uh, jump at it. And then from there, you know, luckily enough, 
those friends that I talked about that we started this company with, uh, we've all kind of seen various degrees of success in what we've been doing and been able to, you know, especially on the art side, he was able to bring in a bunch of his friends who have, um, and, and I'm talking about Oscar Mar here. Uh, he comes from a background of working on Marvel movies and uh, Lucas films and uh, a b- bunch of video games, Assassin's Creed, all this stuff. And he's brought on a, b- a bunch of other people who have worked in all of that stuff. And Parallel was born, basically. And it started with the art. And now, uh, thankfully, uh, unlike a lot of projects, we have the game and you can play it. So, you know, <laughs> it's there. Well, Koji, I'm a big fan of trading card games. Gave me a flashback when you talked about magic. I actually have some magic cards within hand's reach. Um, and nice, good and bad too. experiences in the past. Like now I'm just thinking about all my friends who could afford like these great, amazing cards and just smash me to pieces because I couldn't afford, you know, like a Sheevan Dragon or something. Uh, it seems like blockchain or digital card playing gives more of an opportunity, I would think, I'm sure some of the mechanics of, you know, people just the big whales buying up and being very powerful are still there, but it seems like there's more of a way for the small small guys like myself kind of to earn our way or play our way to the top there. So that that's just one note. Uh, and a quick question. Why has trading card games become so popular? At least in my kind of just analysis, I've seen major adoption, like from PC to console to mobile. We're talking about like games that never had like trading cards incorporated into it, like NBA 2K, they got that now. Uh, Dragon Ball on mobile and even like a tower defense game, which I used to love. They have like, you know, TCG. So what's what's with that? And is, is Or am I just seeing that? Um, I'm not seeing it correctly. It's not as huge as I think it is. No, I mean, I think you're right. Um, and we see all kinds of, of games that you could classify as card games. Um, but they're basically just using cards as representative for things. And I, I'm... I'm not an expert on this side of things, but I, I, I suspect there's some sort of psychological element to it because, again, card gamers are used to opening packs, not knowing what they're going to get inside. The random nature of cards is easy to convey to people. You know, you shuffle a deck, uh, you know, shuffling a deck or rolling a die are two of like the most obvious forms of randomization there are. And so it's very easily visually represented to people. But, but anyway, I, I think that like, in those like 2K games, in you know parallel, in anything, ripping a pack open and getting something random makes perfect sense. And when it's represented by cards, it's like something that's familiar. So it's not mm-hmm. as, um, you know, like loot boxes. Uh, okay, I, I'm going to backtrack here for a second. You look at something like Counter-Strike and you open a loot box. It's the same type of randomization, but it feels more like a slot machine. You know, the way that they've got it, it's they, they've got that wheel spinning and it slowly slows down and then you finally hit what you get. Whereas with a card, uh, a pack of cards, you're opening it up, you know, and you can like flip over the cards and whatever. The the like psychological element of doing that, I think, is way more familiar and less predatory feeling than some sort of slot machine mechanic. And so I think that's why you see a lot of games going for that. And then also from a gameplay perspective, drawing a random card from your deck um, as opposed to, you know, something randomly happening on screen, it, it almost feels like you have, I don't know, more control or again, it's just something that we're, we're more used to, but yeah, I think it's just a, uh, a language that people understand. Uh, yeah, good stuff. The thing that attracted me to parallel initially was you, you brought up kind of like the artwork, uh, of the cards and that was something that caught my attention oh. immediately. Brian's I just, frozen. Oh, there uh, you are. We got you back for a second. Oh Yeah. A little frozen time, but nothing wrong with that. 
Um, like I was saying, I, I was really attracted to the artwork on a lot of the parallel cards, I, especially at that time when the first releases were coming out, the pack drop one. I was like, damn, these things are these are fire. Like every each one has like perfect detail. And um, I, I, at that time, I even remember that, you know, some of your special editions, you they, you guys were giving away like holograph posters and it, it was just a really dope time. And I really enjoyed it. But I guess backing up a little bit, just so the audience knows, how, how's the game even work? Like, are there like I know there's some starter packs, and you can get a starter pack and just jump in. Or I know it's in beta. What, what's kind of the time frame? The whole four one one there. Okay, so at its core, if you've played Magic: The Gathering Arena or Hearthstone, and I use those two examples, or Runeterra, or even Marble Snap, um, the the like. From a very basic, I am a new user perspective, it's going to feel quite similar. You sign into Parallel, you create an account, you sign into Parallel, and you're going to be assigned starter decks. Uh, those starter decks are put together to be beginner friendly. We even have a queue that is just for people using those decks so you can play against other starters. You can kind of like get the hang of the game. There's obviously tutorial, but those cards are what we call apparition cards. So in our game, we have two classes of cards. We have the regular cards, which are NFTs, buy like you can buy, sell, trade them, etc. And then we have apparition cards. And apparition cards uh, function very similar to the way that they function in a Hearthstone or a Magic, where uh, they're locked to your account. They're not NFTs. You can't buy, sell, or trade them. But from a gameplay perspective, they have the exact same function. So what that means is that a total beginner, if you don't want to invest any money, you don't want to buy any NFTs, you don't want to buy starter decks, you don't want to do any of that stuff, um, you can just sign into the game and start playing. Easy as that. Now, uh, NFTs, on the other hand, give you, uh, A, there's a cosmetic difference. So you'll see, um, you know, they'll be a bit flashier, a bit more exciting, etc. But they also have uh, a couple of added benefits. So if you're playing with NFTs, while you're winning in the game, you can earn Prime, which is the ERC-20 token attached to the game. And you can use that for a bunch of stuff. I won't even get into the weeds with all that. But if you're interested in, in like winning to earn, then you probably want to get some NFTs in your deck because the amount of NFTs in your deck that you are playing with corresponds to the amount of Prime you're able to earn. Uh, gotcha. Secondly, if you use first edition or special edition NFT cards, you gain experience on those cards, which we call Renown. And if you gain enough experience, you can throw in a little bit of Prime and actually create um, an echo of that card, which is like a second edition NFT. And so the way that works, and again, I, you stop me if I'm getting too complicated. Let's just, we'll take a, a I don't even know the edition sizes, but we'll, we'll take a card Annihilate. Let's just imagine there's only 5,000 of them in existence, right? Yeah. NFTs, you know, us in the Web3 space love to limit the amount of things and just say, this is the hard cap. So there's 5,000 annihilates in existence. Of course, if this game is successful, and I hope that it is, we're going to have way more than 5,000 players, not to mention that you can have up to three copies of that card in your deck. So that already cuts it down to a few yeah. thousand players, right? Like that's not successful. So how can you keep the NFT ecosystem alive uh, for all new entrants without fully diluting everything? Well, what we've done is said, if you have a first edition or special edition version of Annihilate and you earn enough experience, you throw in a little bit of Prime, you can spit out a second edition NFT to allow new players into the game who want to earn the token to buy that NFT. And we'll never issue any more than the uh, edition size of the Annihilate NFT. All of the additional 
uh, NFT cards come from the existing owners and players. And so it's like if the game scales and is successful, we as Parallel will win, but you as the holders of our original cards will also win uh, with scale. So uh, hopefully that makes sense. Now, how the game is played, again, very similar to a Hearthstone or Magic um, or one of those types of games, if you've played them before. I know that you mentioned on the, on the call that you have, but anyone listening, um, basically you uh, create a 40-card deck. You pick a leader, uh, a general for your deck, which we call a Paragon, that has to come from one of the five different parallels in the game, which are the factions. Um, and each leader imbues your deck with a special power and has a special ability. I won't go into those details. You can play the tutorial if you want to learn more. Uh, but your deck of 40 cards has to consist of cards from a given parallel, so either only Earthen, only Marcolian, only Shroud, etc. And we also have a card pool, which we call the general card pool, which can be used with any parallel. Uh, you can have up to three copies of any card in your deck, unless they're legendary, in which case you can only have one. And then once you've built your deck, you can face off against other players and their constructed decks to see who's the best. And the, the goal of the game is to take your opponent to zero life before you hit zero life. Awesome. Nice. There's, um, I'm fast forwarding here a little bit. And uh, there's a lot of physical cards out there today, right? That there's fraud and scams with... Has the industry progressed uh, anyway at all? I mean, trading cards uh, with Magic Gathering, like you said, Hearthstone. Are you guys maybe looking to do a physical card in the future? I know that a lot of us lean towards digital and Web3, but we're kind of seeing this hybrid. I know uh, DC started it with HRO. I don't know how it's going. I bought a few packs and it was pretty intriguing. So I just wanted your thoughts on that overall. So we are working on, we're already talking to Card Monday. We're the people who print um, the Magic the Gathering cards um, about printing physical cards. We have some test prints. There's actually some behind me over there. Um, and we, so physical cards are in the works. Um, I think that for now, and, and we already, we've built in the, we baked in the technology for AR markers for those cards. We also have an AR mm. prototype, a whole bunch of other stuff. But I mean, that's way off into the future. I think for now, if we're going to do physicals, it's more of like a fun, almost like Pudgy Penguins-esque element where it's like these are for collectors. Um, there'll be some you'll be able to rip packs. You'll be able to open some interesting stuff that you can actually use in the game. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's certainly not playable. One of the things that or at least not in the same form as it is on the PC, because one of the things that we've done, which I really enjoy, is we've leveraged the digital nature of the card game. So certain cards transform into other cards. You create copies of cards. You morph hybrid versions of cards. There's cards that split in half and do different things, or there will be in, in our next set. You know, and and th those aren't things you can do in a physical card game. So, um, you know, I mean, that's kind of a half yes, half no answer. We are working on physicals, um, and uh, they are probably coming soon. But uh, whether or not uh, you'll be able to play with them is a different story. It's not going to be like that DC game got it yeah i see a lot of physical things linked with like a near field communication chip or other things linked with an rfid chip so i was just curious you know has the traditional trading card industry really caught on or even thinking about it or they're just like you know what forget it we're not worried about that at all i mean i think it's it, like magic sort of does it they don't link the products but it obviously exists in a physical and digital form um I, I don't like this is only me speaking. This is not parallel speaking, but like 
linking physical assets to digital, like unless you're taking custody of them, like I've seen a lot of yeah. NFT projects where it's like you can redeem this NFT for this like, you know, really rare Pokemon card or whatever. Sure. Because you have physical custody, you can redeem the NFT, but that only works once, you know, unless someone's willing to send you back the physical and then you can issue out. Like if I was a, a PSA or whatever and people sent me their cards and I could hold on to them and send them back an NFT, that's fine. But like for for me to send you a linked NFT to something and then you sell it to Brian, mm-hmm. like how's, how's that going to work? You know, right. it, it, it operates on trust. There's no way to like physically link the sending and whatever. I mean, I shouldn't say no way, but like a lot of infrastructure involved in doing that sort of stuff. So I think that um, until someone can figure all of that out, it like really doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So we have the alpha beta testing going on right now. Um, I guess the question is, when can, what's your plan? Like when, if I, if I got a starter deck today or somebody in our audience, could they jump in and get going? Or, you know, is this a closed group? And when do you think this will be available for like mass marketing to the public? So I suspect by the end of the year, we'll probably uh, flip from a closed beta to an open beta. We had uh, starter decks available on coin on base on Coinbase's yeah. chain. That if you bought a, a a base starter deck, you could have access to the game. Um, there are other ways to get access to the game. I mean, it's not it's a it's a very poorly guarded secret that if you ask me, I'll probably just give you access. So like, <laughs> you can <laughs> also hear first. Yeah, you can also just ask me. But uh, we're just trying to uh, limit the funnel because. Um, we don't want to overload it. We want to test certain things. We want to make sure things are just right. And it's not like, obviously we want more players playing the game, but you only get one chance at a first impression. So we don't want to open the floodgates too large. Like we have a, a massive backlog of people actually waiting to get in. I mean, if they're listening, then maybe they'll, they'll message me. But if they're not like, I guess just keep waiting. But you know, uh, I think that the, the, like that was a very long answer. The short answer is like when it's ready, it'll be, It'll be opened up, but it'll be ready soon. The answer was great because personally, it just shows like how strong of a team you are. I've been kind of touting that from day one is that you guys just get it. You know what I mean? You know, we've all been involved with NFTs where like a drop didn't go well and the project crashed even in a bull market just because the drop mechanics didn't work out. I love the methodical method that, you know, the team's taken from day one. Uh, bear market, bull market, it really didn't matter. Um, you guys just always seem to be pushing forward. That's that's why I'm a huge fan of it. Uh, I do have another question. I, I was on OpenSea just kind of going through cards recently. I knew I could buy them with Ethereum. Then I saw it listed in your native token, Prime. Um, are, if I wanted to buy the NFT version, could I still use Ethereum or do I need to convert over to Prime? What's the what's the thought there? No, no. So um, <clears throat> it exists in a, in a few places or not. I mean, it all exists in one place, but you can buy them in a few places. So uh, we've partnered with uh, OpenSea to allow you to transact um, uh, using Prime for our cards. But you can also, I mean, they exist. The first edition special edition cards exist on Ethereum mainnet. So uh, those are all transactable via ETH for sure. And then the Echoes that we're talking about, those second edition cards uh, exist on Coinbase or on Base. Uh, Coinbase's chain. So if you have uh, Base ETH, I think it's called, or yeah, um, you can yes. you can get the cards there. But it should all be. Uh, I mean, all roads lead to uh, OpenSea for now, for sure. So you should be able to 
whatever poison you'd like to use to to get the cards, you can you can do that. And then of course you can always hit up our Discord. There's a uh, uh, marketplace, and I'm sure you can trade all your wacky shit coins for for cards as well. <laughs> so, uh, you guys have been in the game for a while. I remember seeing you guys when you first launched. Uh, so, being in this, I wouldn't say market, but just in this environment of of advancement, technology, um, has anything rocked you off your rails? Has the mission changed at all? Division? Are you introducing new, you know, dynamics and technology, or are you just kind of staying, you know, on par? And then, just lastly. Uh, your thoughts on on royalties? Are you going to build a bespoke marketplace, or that's not really a concern since you're just going to be you know releasing new cards as you go? I mean, no concrete plans yet. yet. Oh, actually, I don't. I, maybe there are. I think that um, the foundation that we kind of stood up to that's community run that basically runs Prime, you know, and, and does all of that, uh, all the token side of things, uh, is I believe working on uh, a game launcher and a marketplace. So. Uh, I, I don't know the details of that. And, and this is just what I've heard through the grapevine. Again, I'm, uh, but a lowly game designer, even though I'm one of the founders. Uh, so I, I don't really know the details on that side of things, but I do believe that, um, you know, that stuff is at least being talked about, if not in the works currently. Any, uh, future collaborations or partnerships with any other web three companies or web two companies, or you guys just kind of paving the way like you've been from the beginning? collaborations um i mean we are friendly with a bunch of other web 2 and web 3 uh projects but we don't have anything professionally in the works as far as like smashing things together one of the things that we're working really hard on and maybe it's one of the reasons why people sort of have gravitated towards what we've done is um we're trying to i mean i hate when people say this but it's just the truth we're trying to like build a brand and an ip that is coherent so um you know, we're not so naive as to think that like everyone knows what parallel is. And even though we, we've done, you know, pretty well, um, uh, you know, there's still a lot of people out there who are going to be uh, discovering parallel for the first time, you know, for, for maybe like years to come, but at least like in the next little while. And so we want when people discover parallel, we want them to. Uh, get immersed in and understand what parallel is. And that means solidifying, okay, these are the parallels. This is the story we're trying to tell. Um, these are the characters, et cetera. And I think that if you enter into things like collaborations on a product standpoint too early, uh, it can kind of look all over the place. Like it makes sense for uh, things like uh, artifact or whatever, because they're making a parallel, right? So yeah. Um, you, the the collaborations are just kind of part of that world. But for us, like, you know, imagine if uh, after the first Star Wars movie, they had like a Star Wars, Star Trek crossover event. People would be like, what the fuck is like, what is this? But, like the reason <laughs> why people love it is because they like, they like put in, in the minds of people, like these are the space wizards. Here's how they work. You know, and like they have these crazy swords and all this stuff that you know and you love, or maybe you don't love anymore. It depends on who you ask about Star Wars. Was like in there before they started doing things like, oh, now they're Star Wars characters. There's the Magic the Gathering. Oh, you know, now we have this and now we have that. And so I think for us, and I know our artists are are really big on this. It's like, no, no, no. Let's show the people what our world is. Make sure they understand it, and then we can, you know, start getting funny with it and you know doing like. Uh, Christmas skins in the game and all that stuff. 
Uh, awesome answer, dude. Uh, that's that's one of the most well thought out uh, presented answers I've had for that question for a while. <laughs> um, and, you know, a question I forgot to ask you and kind of winding down, don't have too many more, but I just want to give our uh, audience an idea. You have parallel avatars as well that w- were released, um, I don't know, a month or two ago. I remember pretty recently. What's the, what's the use case of the avatars? How do how are they intertwined with the game? Just so when people go in and they want to build out their portfolio, do they need an avatar? Do they want an avatar? What's the deal there? Uh, that's a good question. So uh, we, we've... Um separated out avatars into its own collection for a specific reason. I mean, it does have an in-game use case. If you are interested in earning Prime, uh, each of the avatars belongs to one of the five parallels. And if your avatar that you're using, that you've assigned you know, yourself in-game, matches the deck you're playing. So if you have a Markolian avatar and you're playing a Markolian deck, uh, you actually will earn more Prime when you win than you would have if you if you didn't have an avatar or if, or if they weren't matching. So it's just a, a mission modifier. But it will also... Uh, though Those avatars will be used as characters in our next game. We're working on a sort of AI hybrid type game mm-hmm. um, called Colony. Uh, I've described it as black and white meets The Sims meets like... Uh, I don't know, like Age of Empires or something. Um, I'm, I'm dating myself when I say black and, <laughs> black and white. People are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Um, if you guys know that, and I, I'm going to continue to date myself, but if you know Fable, Peter Molyneux, one of his yeah. other like famed games was, was black and white. But basically, you are, um, I call it a one and a half player game. Your AI is the player. Your avatar is actually the one playing the game. And you're its like advisor telling mm-hmm. it, suggesting, not telling, suggesting what they should do. And they have a mind of their own to say yes, no, whatever. And the game is as much about guiding your avatar as it, as it is about building your uh, relationship with your avatar. So like, imagine you had a Tamagotchi, it could speak to you and it had a job, right? That's kind of like what it is, except its job is uh, defend itself from, you know, space warriors or whatever. Like, uh, that's an oversimplification, but it's kind of like that. Like you got to keep this person alive. You got to make friends with this person and you got to make sure that they stay on task. Um, and that the colony as a whole stays alive. So, uh, but anyway, the avatars will be the window into that game. Awesome. Uh, so everyone get your avatars, you know, we want to earn prime out here. Prime does well too. What a great token. I remember when the airdrop came out, um, it was a good day. I'm not gonna lie, especially being in early. I was like, "This is uh, this is killer," but it's still performing really nicely. And there's always a way to get to exposure to the game. I guess if you didn't want to play the card game, you have the token. That's you know, if people are just more interested in that, uh, there's definitely the prime token you can take a look at. Um, with that being said, the last question I have, um, I know you had like forty thousand starter packs that were on Coinbase's uh, base network are those all sold out are they all claimed is that still open so if somebody wanted to grab those starter packs or i don't think it's still open i think that we're going to reopen it at some point don't quote me on that but i think that it'll be available again but like uh that's sort of like a starter deck for you know prime earning in game so basically what they were were 40 card decks that you could immediately use that were full nfts that could help you earn prime if you're just interested in playing the game you can sign up, weasel your way into the closed beta, and then you can have those apparition cards that I was talking about in play. So there's there's no problem there. But 
I'm sure those starter decks will uh, make a reemergence. Uh, if you're also if you're interested in NFT cards and you don't want to hit up the secondary, again, don't quote me on this. I, I don't even know if we've really talked about it, but near the end of this month or the beginning of next month, we'll be uh, doing a pre-sale for our first expansion set, Planetfall. Mm. Um, and so you can kind of get in on that. Uh, if you missed any of the previous drops, I know, uh, Brian, you had mentioned that you've been in a few of them, so you know what, what that commotion's all about. Uh, this one's going to be absolutely uh, insane, in my opinion, for a number of reasons. One, we've created a bunch of new, interesting... Uh, chase items. I, I can't really get into too much detail about what it is, but uh, there'll be some details to follow. So, I mean, I would follow us on Twitter, join the Discord, follow me on Twitter, or, or don't, actually, you don't need to follow me. I, all I do is talk bullshit. Uh, just but follow, the, <laughs> follow the main account um, on Twitter for sure. And um, and yeah, just like if, if you're into cracking packs of cards and you like you know finding that that black lotus or that rare charizard or whatever it is like that's gonna be happening pretty soon on an on like an insane degree and then we're also again we i don't even know if we mentioned this this is like the the alpha that i'll give your listeners right now we're working on um a referral program for the um for the pack drop so uh you can actually refer your friends and, and potentially get some rewards for doing so um some pretty material rewards more details for that to come but like and when i say more details to come i mean very soon because like i said by the end of the month or beginning of the next month like uh it, we're gonna be all systems go so just keep your your ear to the ground follow everyone but me on twitter and uh <laughs> you know, or on x i guess now Awesome, man. I'm excited for the referral program. I've been referring you guys left and right for the past like two years. So um, <laughs> I, I'm excited to hear that. I've onboarded a few of my friends. And again, Brian, I've I really, will use your referral link. Just send yeah. it to me because uh, yeah. I want to get in on this uh, this new one that's coming out next month. Joe, no shit. Um, it is so much fun, the pack drop. And if I remember correctly, like their pack drop one, and this is a couple years ago, uh, was you guys had like a mechanic for the drop? I remember that was like almost brand new to NFTs. It was like almost like a queue that like reserved your spot. I remember everyone was like four two two, like how many packs of which to, if you're trying to max out. I remember being at a wedding for your pack drop to us in a wedding in New Jersey, and I had my wife, my wife's brother, my sister in law, and myself. I'm like, we, we'll be late for this wedding. I, I don't. It was a reception. I was like, we'll be late. We need to get some packs. They all blanked. And I got some, but uh, it was it was exhilarating um, yeah. because there were some profits to be made too. I remember I got lucky with a couple of rares and flipped them into some ETH and then bought bought some more packs. So um, it's really a fun experience. Yeah, I mean, now that you tell that story, I I mean, I, I maybe you shared it on the Discord because I think I remember hearing something about somebody having their family at a wedding, like trying to grind out some some stuff. So <laughs> it, it easily could have <sighs> been you. Uh, yeah, it, I mean. It we did. We definitely had a system back, uh, you know, way back when, when uh, things we were, you know, full swing of the bull market and gas wars were happening every, you know, five seconds. We, we, we put a system in place that sort of like metered out the actual minting of the cards or actually mm -hmm. we pre-minted the cards because we knew what the addition sizes were going to be and how we were going to distribute them and just uh, randomize the packs based on your, your order. 
um, mm-hmm. using you know verifiable on-chain RNG, whatever. We don't need to get into those details, but basically it allowed people to pay, and then we would deliver at times of low gas, so that you know you weren't losing a ton of money, and it wasn't just first come first serve. Um, now, I mean, for better or worse, we don't really have gas war type issues anymore. So like, you know, our, our, this next mint, the cards will be pre-minted, but the distribution will probably happen uh, almost right away. But but I will say this is going to be different than anyone who's participated in those previous pack drops. This next one will be a little bit different because we're actually just pre-selling the packs. So you won't be able to open the packs just yet, but you'll be able to to get your packs um, and and you'll have them as NFTs. And then when the opening experience comes, you can you can sort of redeem those NFTs and then open the packs. Awesome. So everyone listening, make sure you uh, keep your eyes and ears peeled. Follow Koji, even said he doesn't want you to. Definitely follow him on Twitter. We all love a good shit poster. And uh, follow the main account. We'll post some links to Parallel and uh, to the website and all the Twitter links uh, in the description below the video. Koji, really appreciate you joining us, my man. Um, great conversation. Uh, love what your team's built and building. Um, it's one of the few Web3 companies out there that just feels like you guys always make the right decisions. Don't want to jinx you, but it's uh, every, I haven't seen too many hiccups on your end. You guys uh, definitely are methodical and are building a great product. So congrats. Thank you so much for having us. And thank you for all the all the kind words. We're, we're I mean, honestly, we're just doing our best. Uh, I don't, I don't know about all that, but like, I think the game is pretty fun. I think people are having a good time. I'm happy about that. And th- for me, the biggest stress because like I'm not a Web three native guy. Well, I guess I am now, but I wasn't when we started. Um, I was just like, all I want to do is deliver on the things that we promised, which is like make the game, make sure yeah. that it's playable, do all this stuff. And like, I didn't care about all the rest of it. And I'm just glad that we're getting to the point where, you know, people can play the game, they can see their cards in action and do all that stuff. So uh, yeah, just continue to watch us, join us and, you know, play. You don't need to buy the cards if you don't want to. Just like free to play game, download, play it, grind. One of our top players is completely free to play player. So it's, it's, nice. it's definitely possible. Uh, yeah, follow us at Parallel TCG. On Twitter, I'm at Parallel TCG Pod. The website's uh, parallel.life. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, if you like it, give us all of your money. Uh, <laughs> no, no, just, just come uh, play for free. Like I said, have fun. Awesome. Awesome. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining Real Talk NFT. We'll see you soon. <laughs>